Hello and welcome to this special episode of Charm EU Water. Today I want to introduce you to groundwater extraction, sustainable groundwater extraction that is, and the surrounding environment. But really, what I'm going to talk about today is not even specific to groundwater. One concept that I've been really thinking about in the last few weeks is about where water comes from. What do we know about our sources of water? What is our relationship to them? And groundwater is particularly interesting when it comes to this question because it is a major source of water globally, but it is also invisible. It is the water that exists within spaces and fractures beneath surface level. It's extracted from the ground through wells for drinking water, for irrigation, domestic use and industrial use. It can provide good quality water, especially in areas that have low access to surface water or that are experiencing drought. But the system, this invisible system, is highly connected to systems on the surface, such as lakes and rivers. Over-extraction of this water source will have an impact on not only the availability of water for human consumption and for the continued use by future generations, but also for ecosystems which are dependent on the groundwater systems. And so what got me thinking about this was a game that I got to play last week in class called the Groundwater Game. The link to this game can be found in the episode description if you want some more detail, but I'm just going to go through the very simple setup, which is there are nine wells, one well per settlement, and there is one lake nearby which is used for fishing. The well water is used for farmland irrigation, and the lake water is needed to maintain fishing. Without knowing anything about the groundwater, you could expect to keep extracting water from your well for irrigation. And indeed, that's what the players did during this game. We sort of kept irrigating, kept extracting water. We're unsure of how to cap the water extraction and how much to find those who exceed the cap. And it's really hard to know what's happening with the other wells. You don't know how much they're extracting and you really don't know how that affects your extraction. So naturally, how much you extract will affect how much your neighbor extracts. And how much is extracted overall will affect the water level of the nearby lake. So you suddenly see how interlinked these different settlements and systems are. You have to think about, well, how do you balance the need that the farmers have for irrigation with the need for the water level in the lake to be sufficient for fishing? So then this really made me think about what do you do in this situation when you have different settlements using this same water resource and when you have another industry which is dependent on this resource how do you balance everything i was looking into some case studies which might help to answer this and i found that in victoria australia particularly in the central and gippsland region there's a high groundwater use there 
With predicted drier conditions in the future, it seems like groundwater will be an increasingly important source of water there. However, it needs to be sustainably managed. And they note that it's not only important to maintain it for sustainable and prolonged use for the current and future generations, but it's also to respect the surrounding environment, which is particularly important for the First Nation people of Victoria, who are the traditional owners of the water. And so, in 1997, they introduced a management program which involved providing licenses for access to groundwater. So all groundwater use had to be justified, and the allocation that they give you for water use will be based on your area, your catchment, and projected environmental impact. They found that with this system, their groundwater quantity remained relatively stable since the introduction of their management plan in 1997, with only a few reports of loss of access by groundwater users. So it seems like there are ways to manage it sustainably. And I'm sure that there are difficulties in introducing these types of licenses. And certainly in the game we saw, it was quite difficult to decide on what sort of fine should be introduced for people who exceed the water usage and how do you cap it? But I think really this whole experience for me was less about the logistics of groundwater management but more about thinking about how we relate to our water systems, not just groundwater. I mean, the big question of where does your water come from really threw me off when I was asked last week in class, because I genuinely did not know where my water came from. So as you listen to this podcast, I want you to think about where your water is coming from. Do you know how it's being managed Can you get involved in influencing how it is managed through community campaigns? For example, in Victoria, they do have a community engagement project to make sure that the needs of their users are being met. It almost doesn't matter what the source of water is. It seems like a key issue throughout the entire water sustainability process is creating awareness so that people are fully aware of their relation to water. So I think if you are concerned about your water usage, if you want to make sure that you are part of the solution. I think first start with knowing where your water comes from, developing an appreciation for how it is managed, how it gets to your tap, and thinking about how you are influencing that system in turn. So thank you very much for listening. I hope it was an interesting insight into the dynamics and the complexity of dealing with water sustainability. All necessary links for further information are in the episode description and be sure to tune in for the next episode. Thank you very much.